so excited. Tonight we have Ginger Lynn on with us, and we're so excited to talk to you. How are you? I'm absolutely wonderful. I'm a little chilly today. I live in Las Vegas. I've lived here since 2015, and yesterday we actually had snow for the first time since I've moved here that stuck to the wow. ground. And I've got this giant 151-pound Rottweiler, and he's got a doggy door. And when it first started snowing, he would stick his hat out and then bring it back in. And he finally got brave, and he ran out, and the grass was covered in snow, and he's playing, and the snowflakes are hitting him. And, you know, it's just so unusual for us here in Vegas. It's always warm. It's always beautiful. And it's still yeah. beautiful. It's just cold as fuck. Oh, I swear. No, 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 no. You're no, good. Yes. Okay, it's cold this as fuck is, here. This <laughs> and horror podcast with Dicey Grinner and Chantel Renee, and I curse like a sailor. And we talk about all kinds of dark and dirty. So feel free to just be yourself, you know, or not. You know, if you don't want to curse, it's up to you. But you oh, are free to be if you'd you. like, or I can be myself. <laughs> yes, yes. We so, prefer the latter. Yeah, it's um. Speaking of the cold, I was in Cartagena, Colombia last week, and so I've been oh, having post vacation blues. I went from Aww. 89 degrees. I have a serious tan. This is the darkest I've ever been. If you can see the difference I between this see. and this. I love this. tan lines. You see that? And I love your necklace. Thank you. Thank you. What? That's a beautiful piece. Very Thank you. Beautiful. Well, and now I want to go on vacation. It was, it, it, it just reminded me like I need a life that I don't need a vacation from. Like I, I need to stay in the warm climate. I need to be responsibility free. <laughs> Girl, get I need you, you to both work on warming it up in Houston because I'm going to be there uh, right. February 10th, I believe. 11th. That's right. Houston, February Houston 11th. Horror Film Festival. For the Houston yep. Horror Film Festival. Now, I'm coming for the film festival, but almost as much, if not more, I'm coming for the crawfish. Oh, I order them twice a year, flown in from Louisiana. But to go to Houston when you guys already have them right now, I'm so yeah. excited. And, yeah. and, and of course, to meet my fans and, and interact with people at the convention. But I'm a foodie, and I love crawfish. You know, <laughs> well, BB's Cafe is really good for it. I've okay. Heard. I don't eat crawfish, but I hear that's one of the best places. What's the name of it, BB's? BBs. Mm -hmm. BBs. Okay, well, I hear that they're getting good enough to, they're big now, medium size. So I'm, I'm in. I hope you have a wonderful time. We met you at the last Houston Horror Film Festival last year. No, I remember you. Yes. I, we did an interview. Yes. Yes, and it was wonderful. Okay, you know, yes. I didn't put it all together, <laughs> and I just did. So, oh, it's so good to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> you. I had a different wig on then. That's all. <laughs> Me too. I like this one a lot. Thank you. Thank you. This is a little bit lighter than that one. So that might have been the thing that, um, you know, maybe look a little different. But yeah, yeah we had so a chance to chat with you. Now, this is the, the problem with that is I was supposed to post that interview. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm apologizing because it's on me. It's my fault. So I have spent the last few hours looking for this, and I finally found it. What is I, it? 
it's this is my flash drive where I have I had to take stuff off my phone because I'm constantly recording stuff. I've had right. so much that I'm recording, so my 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 storage keeps getting keeps filling up. So I had to dump everything on my flash drive, and your interview was on here. And now I finally have it. I finally can upload Yay. that also along with this. Ooh. Yes. Because this is a gem too. Yeah. The when we talked with you then. That oh, was wonderful. That that was a really fun interview. I, you guys yeah. were great. So I can post it now. Chantal, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I was <laughs> I got my flash drive to Tony and I was like, here, it's in your little hands. I'm done. <laughs> well, he's not gonna want this one because I got everything on it, including my photos, you know, like my personal photos. So <laughs> <laughs> I always have to be careful with that. I had a girlfriend come over the other night. And she, her daughter just had a baby, so she had a, a seven-week-old baby with her, and then her nine-year-old son. And I said, let's all, we took a big group picture. And then I, I was showing, his name is Cash, and he's like, oh, I, I look ugly. And he went to hit delete, and I had to go, wait a minute, no, this is my phone. You don't get to do that. Well, I don't look good. I don't care. It's my phone, and I think you look fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. So we, it's you know I I'm I'm picky about it too. At my salon, one of my coworkers took a picture, and I don't know what it was about the picture. I hated it. I just was like, that's the worst picture of me ever. And for like six months, she's like, okay, we're retaking this fucking picture. I'm sick of hearing you talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you it, keep it up, and then I just bitch the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, and I think you look great, Chantel. There's so many pictures that we'll take together. Like, we took some at Lavaca County Jail, and you'd be like, I hate it. I don't like it. I hate it. I hate it. And I, I thought she looked so beautiful. Like, she had her, you had makeup on. You know, you look great, but you didn't like I the way you looked in it. So, yeah. yeah we normally go all straight into business mode first, but Ginger, I wanted to give um, the people, our listeners, you know, just you be kind of behind the scenes. Like, not all business, just show your personality, show who you are. We know you got some work coming up. We're definitely going to talk about that. We can talk about some of your past work, but then since you do interviews and you, you probably get some of the same questions all the time. And so we want to kind of venture out a little bit. This I is our first. Re- that. I would love that. I was telling Chantel yesterday, I said that I've been asked the same question so many times that I thought it might be fun just to start making up new answers. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll stick with the truth instead. (laughs) Uh, What's up to you? We won't know the difference. You know, entertainment, we're all good. Well, let's play it by ear. If you ask a question that I can make up something better than what really happened, I'll just make shit up for you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, This is our first recorded episode of the new year. So you are here. Yay! Thank you for having me. (laughs) Happy New Year to our listeners. You know how we do. Sometimes we're going hard, 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 and then we just have to slow down for a minute because life. Yeah, because this one's been on a boat. Yeah. got time for us. (laughs) It must be nice. Right. Chantel and I are back here working our asses off. We're off (laughs) getting tan lines, sunbathing. (laughs) Cocktails on guys. <laughs> well, if it's any consolation to you, like since I've been back, I've been having to move it. I have a hearing right after we finish this. I have a hearing that I got to prepare for this first thing in the morning. So, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm running, I'm rolling, but you know, it's all good. Easy girl. Yeah. So, um, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 Chantel. I was just going to say, I got to see Miss Gingerland's, Miss Gingerland Allen's amazing website. And I don't know if you got a chance, but oh my God, your jewelry is beautiful. I really want to talk about that. And for uh, people watching and listening, uh, Miss Ginger is very, very talented artist, as well as a jewelry person, as well as an actress. And She's got a great personality. I don't want to cover that up by talking too much, but I really want you guys to to see that there is so much of this entire amazing female we have on this show, and we love that, and you guys know that we love that. Yes. You know what's been fun for me is my well, my entire career, since I got into the adult business in 1983, up through today, my life has been so full and so wonderful. I went from adult movies to... Uh, small roles in B movies, to leads in B movies, to small roles in A movies, uh, to my latest venture, which has been, uh, I, I'm really doing a lot of horror films, which is perfect for your show, having a blast doing it. But as an actress, I, I you know, I consider myself more of an artist than just an actor, because if I'm not on camera filming, I'm, I, I knit, I design jewelry, I paint, I cook. I, I spent four hours today making um, homemade chicken pot pies for me and a couple of my neighbors. So I just, I, I, I cook. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, so I, I'm, I can't, you know what? I love, I'm, I'm a lady in the parlor, cook in the kitchen, and a slut in the bedroom. <laughs> I think that is the perfect That's combo. That's where you got to be. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> We should all ascribe to be that, <laughs> to be honest. I well, do. I mean, I, I've talked to people about this before, and I'm not sure if this is just in my head or if it's true. I believe that every single person out there has their little twisted, kinky, sexy, wonderful, wild side, your fantasies, all the things that you fantasize about while you're having sex or you talk about. What I have done in my career and in my life is taken that little, if, if I'm a whole pie and that one slice is the naughty, nasty, wild, do it all fantasy world, I don't keep that in fantasy. I've made that a reality. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's been fucking amazing. Everything that I've done, 98% of what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? That leads me to, and we talked a little bit about that when we when we talked last year about empowerment. Um, that doesn't that you know covering all of that ground isn't that where the empowerment comes from? You know, you are well rounded. You have you cover a lot of bases, not just one, not one area. You make the choices to do what you want to do, and you do it. And that's that seems to be the most empowering thing about who you are and being a woman, right? It's hugely empowering, hugely. And I'm the kind of woman that when I find something wonderful, let's say, um, okay, I discovered OnlyFans a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got on it before some of my other friends. And when I get on there, I'm like, okay, this is amazing. And so rather than just go, oh, I've got this wonderful, great thing. I'm not going to tell anybody. I tell everybody. Yeah. I, I don't want to be the, I want to empower you. I want everybody, every woman and, and men as well, but I want you women especially to grasp on to hold on to and be proud of who they are and take those chances don't you know it, it, i don't want to die and my 
gravestones say, oh, I wish I had. Right. My, my gravestone, my tombstone's going to say, maybe I shouldn't have done that one twice. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's part of why i went to columbia and why i'm going to be doing a whole lot more this year because you know life is short and things are i'm just don't want to keep talking about what i want to do we are actually capable of doing exactly what we want to do not putting things off not waiting for the right time and no um because that time may never come exactly I know I've heard some of your other interviews, Ginger, and you've talked about the ladies in the industry as far as the adult entertainment industry. And of course, you were like the lady of the 80s. You were huge. Like you were ruling it. You were with Metallica. You were doing so many amazing things, dating all these people. You were really like. But I think the reason you busted these walls of shame and and making people feel bad for who they were is because you embraced it fully I, I that's what i see from the outside do you think that's what it was absolutely i embrace everything every day uh i had a, a difficult childhood up until i was about 13 and when i got out of that environment and was able to speak for myself feel what I really felt, be who I really was, it changed everything for me. And um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought there. I had two things going. That's okay. We we do it all the time. I did. Changing the stereotypes, busting through it, and accepting yourself. Yes, yes. And, And accept yourself and know that it's okay to make mistakes. That's how I learn. That's how I grow. I didn't just walk into this line of work or that line of work or start doing this or that without falling down a few times, you know, and and that's where I learned my biggest lessons. And today is the only today that I have. So I make them the best and the most of every single day that I live. Um, I don't don't shy away from things. I stand up for myself. If something comes my way that that's even uncomfortable, I still take it on because that's going to make me a better person and be able to share uh, my wisdom. And one of the things that, that I've really been enjoying lately is I've been working on a lot of horror film sets and a lot of the actors are actors that have just been in the horror environment. And so I bring in another element and it I, I feel like I help people to be able to open up and be themselves. That it's okay. Your, your energy seems so infectious. Like I can imagine being on the set with you. It'd be so awesome. You know what when I go on the set, I don't care if it's one day or three months, that's my family for that time. And I even when I'm not filming I will go around and talk to everybody. I want to know you. I want to ask you questions. I want to know what you think, how you feel, um, everything about you. And so it's just wonderful. Horror films especially have a family environment. It feels like they're the people you're working with are part of your family. And I compare that and my ability to do that with what I did in the adult film industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was doing things extremely intimate you know i'm 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 fucking i'm I'm very intimate with everyone and um now i forgot my train of thought again damn uh shoot 
it was a really good story. I'll pop in later. I'll just go zebra, and you'll know that we're talking about. <laughs> this you you were saying I can remember you were saying that you're um, the horror fans and oh, being on the sets. Yeah, and- yeah. I, what really trained me for being horror films are not always the biggest budgets. It's what I call guerrilla filmmaking. When I walk on the set, I know my character, my lines, my 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 everything that I can gather up to make it better. I do that. Um, and in the horror industry, there aren't five re- retakes. There aren't, you know, people you get in there and you need to know what you're doing. You need to have your shit together if you want it to be good. And working on adult films where I remember the first two films I did were shot on the island of Kauai. And I had two over 100 page scripts and we did them both at the same time. And I had to learn very quickly how to do guerrilla filmmaking. There's no time for mistakes. There's no time for learning your lines when you get there or a lot of times rehearsals. You need to go on and do it. And I think that having been in the adult film industry, it really helped me prepare for everything else that I did, but even more than everything else, the horror genre now. I walk Mm -hmm. on and I'm so comfortable. I have that family feeling and I bring with me all of the the passion that I have for the project. And I try to share that. That's awesome. Uh, I agree with Chantel. I have to show you my coffee mug. One of my (laughs) fans sent it to me. It's a picture from a movie a million years ago. It's Speaking of fans, it was just cute. Speaking of fans, uh, which in, in the adult industry and horror have very rabid fans, very dedicated. Absolutely. Which one has the most? Like, which one are you the most um, clamored after? Like, okay, so when you go to the horror convention or when you go to ABN or something like that, what which which fandom is the most vigorous? <sighs> Gosh, I don't know if there's an answer that's not going to insult anyone, but my, <laughs> fuck it. my favorite <laughs> conventions are definitely the horror conventions. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little bit off. Mm-hmm. I'm not your normal average girl next door. I look like it, but I'm really not. Mm-hmm. And there's a camaraderie that I feel when I'm around people that that love horror films. I just feel like I'm home. I feel it in here i get you you get me and there's no there's no bullshit i just get to be me when i do adult conventions i'm still me all the way but you know i I have to turn on more of the the gingerland character you know the 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 sex symbol that i've been for all of these years so i love them both Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't be anywhere without my my adult film following but at this point in my life I have to be honest and say that the horror fans are my favorites. Mm-hmm. So yeah. everybody else, I love you too, but I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, horror definitely gives you so much freedom because I come from a very similar background as you, um, and I, I think I feel, and I've even talked about this several times on the show. I'm always yeah. very awkward, like I'm just. I'm awkward. I, I don't know how to turn that off. I don't know how to stop that. I know exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm the exact same way. 
you know, people think that I'm comfortable in every situation. I always feel awkward. I always feel that I don't quite fit in. Um, but to be with yeah, other people. Yeah, make the, you got to make the, the area fit us. Yeah, yeah. To know that other people feel the same way. And you can just mm-hmm. tell. You know. You know for sure. Um, I, I, I love all of my fans. But the horror ones, the horror fans these days are the ones that I love interacting with the most. Yes, we talked about that too, um, especially after the Horror Film Festival when we were, it was like, man, it was just so community, um, you know, like loving feeling. Like you just get the warm and fuzzies because, you know, that's just a, it's a. It was just such a big, it was like a big slumber party with a thousand of your closest friends. It's like we all kind of have, we we know what it's like to be on the outside, to be an outlier, to be kind of on the fringe a little bit. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I did a, a convention re- uh, about sometime in the, over the summer. And it was at the Mahoning Drive-In Theater in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And what they, they still had the, the 35 millimeter uh, cameras and reels and everything set up in the back, the big screens, it's one of the last 400 drive-ins that there are in the country these days. And so um, I got there early and it's not as though people going to see a movie get there that early. So what I started doing was I went to the front gate and I was taking people's tickets and going, are you here to see Ginger Lynn? Like, oh yeah, we can't wait to meet her. And it's me t- talking to them. <laughs> and half the time they'd think, wait a minute, you're Ginger. Mm-hmm. And then they were playing uh, one of my Vice Academy movies, Vice Academy One, and I don't watch my movies, and I hadn't seen it before. And I'm up on this giant big ass screen, and my heart's beating fast, and I'm I'm nervous, and I'm uncomfortable, and people are coming up for autographs, and I actually said I need to take a break. And what I did was I would go up to cars and knock on their window. Go, Can I watch the movie with you? And <laughs> in the front seat, in between people, if they had the bench seat, or I'd hop in the back in between them and watch my movie with them for a little bit. So not only do I go and be the 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 persona or the whoever I am, but I also interact and I goof around and I I, I love that. And it it just makes my makes me smile and I love to smile. Yeah. I love being happy. I'm a very lucky yeah, happy life is, Yeah, life is too short to, to wallow in the madness. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Unless it's an entertaining story or movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, real quick, is that a werewolf behind you in that? <laughs> Chantel, do you see it? Um, like, uh, over her, the other shoulder. The other like, I'm shoulder. just wondering, like, what am I seeing? Is that something standing in that window? Oh. <laughs> Can you see it? Oh, I'm oh I think seeing... it's a painting. I, you know what? I think it's a reflection. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. It must be a reflection. Okay. I wish I had a werewolf up here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I do. I don't. I have. What are you talking about? I have my little dead guy that holds my pencils oh. in his chest. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's... Isn't that great? I love yeah. him. That's super cute. And I, I carry around with me, and. I, He's packed right now because I got back from a trip recently, but I have a stuffed animal with like a bare body and Sid Haig's Captain Spaulding head. And I take Captain Spaulding with me everywhere. We take pictures. We go out to lunch. We meet different friends. We go to conventions. We go to Hawaii. 
and I bring my Captain Spaulding with me. He's my little, my little good luck charm. When I have all the naughty things on this shoulder saying, do this, do this. I've got Captain Spaulding on the other shoulder going, yeah. <laughs> Get in there. Get in there. <laughs> that sounds great. It's so, so that that was a little little funny thing before I get into something serious. So when it comes to and one of the reasons that I love to also talk to women in the industry or have been in the industry and get their perspective, especially if they enjoy the work and um, and you were queen, especially in the 80s. Uh, not that you're not still, but, you know, you had this big, you know, big name in the 80s. Um, she ruled the 80s. Yeah. So. <laughs> When we, I wish I would have realized it at the time, but I didn't. I was just enjoying <laughs> it, but it was it was phenomenal. As long as you enjoyed it, the, I, I really did. Good. Just, Which brings me to, um, I feel like it's being conflated. The adult industry is being conflated with the sex trafficking issues that we have today, and people are throwing them all in the same basket. It's all like. If it's a part of the adult industry, then it's also tied to sex trafficking. Well, that's not necessarily the case. There are two different things. And yes, sex trafficking could have some part of the adult industry and vice versa, but that, that's not every situation. Do you have any thoughts on that? You know, I I consider myself a sex worker or mm-hmm. having been a sex worker. And when I talk about sex work, I include people who film, girls who escort, um, people that work at the Bunny Ranch, anybody who is a sex worker. And uh, help me out here, I got stuck. Um, Sex trafficking. Sex trafficking. So um, I've never in my entire career met anyone who was a victim of sex trafficking. One of the things that's very different about the adult film industry today is it's so inundated with talent. It's so um, transient. It just, there's a thousand people every day and 200 drop off and 200 more come on. And there are so many people that are doing it. And when I was making films, I wasn't a bitch, but I had my my rules. I had my day rate. I had my no list. I had my, this is what, these are my rules. This is what I do. And that's all I did. And I was able to support myself. You know, we were paid to, I was paid a monthly salary to be exclusive. I was paid per day filming. I was paid when I did box covers, personal appearances, everything. And so just that little area was enough to, to keep me financially stable and well off for quite some time. In today's adult film world, there aren't the big. There, there's a few big companies that people are still making movies, um, but it's it's different. You can't. It's very very difficult for a woman to support herself as an adult film actress without doing anything else. So what has happened is of the women that I meet that are new in the industry or when I, I, I have a, an auction site, gingerlandauctions.com and girls sell their lingerie there. And in order for the girls to support themselves and bring in enough money to live, they have taken the adult film work to the next level 
and many, many of the girls, I would say at least 75% of the girls that I've met in the industry today uh, escort on the side. A lot of them get into the adult business so that they'll have a name so that they can escort. It's not a viable source of income to just make adult movies anymore. And wow. so, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, I've never seen any sex trafficking. I think it's heinous. And if I did, I would step up and uh, I, you know, I haven't seen sex trafficking, but I'll tell you, I was doing a, uh, a series and it was something, can you be a porn star? I don't remember the exact title of it. And my job, what I would do was to be the first person that the girls talked to. And I would see if, if it, I'd ask them questions that they'd have to think about carefully to decide if this was the right business for them. And, you know, I was very open, very honest, very real with them. And there was this one girl, and we had a long discussion about it, and she, she seemed like she was ready to go. And I'm like, okay, you know what? You might be able to make it. It's not just you're fucking on film. It's in your head. You mm -hmm. need to be able to be strong, comfortable, secure, and at ease with your decisions. Mm -hmm. um, this girl, I sat down and said, I had spoken with her for quite some time. And at the end, she goes, can I ask you one more question? And I said, of course, honey. She goes, can I get pregnant doing anal? Uh, oh, my wow. oh my fucking god <laughs> and i actually got fired i went to the producers and said i i will not support this woman being in the i'm not gonna critique her i'm not gonna give her help no mm. she doesn't know and no she it's mm. wrong and they're like well that's not your job here you're here <laughs> to judge the girls and i'm, I'm like you know what then then i'm not the right person for you because this woman should never ever mm. fuck Mm, wow. mm. A lot of women shouldn't because they don't have the right mindset for it. You mm. have to really be comfortable and secure with yourself in mm -hmm. order to do those things. And I always told myself when I was making adult films, if I ever have a day where I wake up and I don't want to do it, I'll quit. And that day did happen. Mm -hmm. It was a little over two years in the business. And I woke up in the morning and normally I'd go... Yes, I'm going to do this person today. I'm going to do that person today. And I would be all excited. And I woke up that morning and I went, I don't want to suck his dick. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just, and, and I knew instantly. Does that count for your husband too? <laughs> no, I'll suck his every day. <laughs> um, but I, help me out here. You were tired of doing it that morning. So I was tired of doing it that morning and I, I called Vivid Video, who I worked for at the time and was under contract and said, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I said, I have two more films under contract. I will live up to my obligations. I will perform and do as I signed the contract for, but I'm not in the right headspace. And those two films were the most difficult films I've ever done. Mm. Fabulous movies because my my passion, my intensity, my reality was so organic. Um, there was a scene I was doing with a, a woman, by a, a star by the name of Barbara Dare. And I got there way early and I didn't want to be there. And it was very uncomfortable. And I asked for champagne to be delivered to, be delivered to the set. And I ran a bubble bath. 
because I was there way before everybody else and their crews doing their thing. So I, I ran a bubble bath and I had a bottle of champagne. I was drinking a glass and the film, uh, the, the, the writer, the script writer was Penny Antine. And she came in and started running lines with me. And I was very emotional. It was really, I didn't want to be there. And so Penny went out and she brought my co-star, Barbara Dare in. And Barbara got naked. We're, we're not filming. We're just hanging out. She got naked and got in the bathtub. And she delivered one of her lines. And I delivered mine back. And we had probably the most intense, beautiful, passionate, real girl, girl sex scene that I've ever done. I was mm. crying. I was real. I was there. I couldn't mm -hmm. have been with a better person with the state of mind that I was in. Mm -hmm. You know, normally I would have just said, I'm done. But I, I signed a contract and I, I, I like to live up to, to uh, my promises. Mm -hmm. Promises. So, uh, yeah, I, I quit that day. I, I finished my two films and didn't do another film for 13 years in the adult mm -hmm. film industry. Made a short comeback and it was just different. It, mm -hmm. it just wasn't the same. The family element that I was speaking of earlier, where I felt I was part of, it wasn't, you know, I, I remember I walked onto a set and Julia Ann was there and she was sitting, there was a, a big plush red velvet sofa, just kind of in the middle of this room. And my scene was first, Julia Ann was next, and she's sitting on one end of the sofa on her phone. And at the other end of the sofa is her male co-star He's playing video games. They didn't say a word to each other. Mm. The entire, you know, when I get, I get in trouble so many times for sucking dick before the scene started. <laughs> I, I, once my lipstick is on, I'm a cocksucker. It's instant. <laughs> and I would get in trouble all the time for having sex before we were rolling and messing up my makeup. Because <laughs> it was real for me. It was fun. I would ask, you know, what do you turn on? What do you like? What? And, and we would talk about what we were going to do without scripting it out. It was basically, what turns you on? What don't you like? Let's go for it. And well, the, is, isn't that kind of what sets us, uh, it sets you apart? You know, that passion, that I enjoy it. That's why you're a star. I never thought of that before. But <laughs> I mean, I think, I think so. I, yeah, well, I think that's what we're we're experiencing like we're there with you because your passion your enjoyment is what we get from it you know that's what you were putting out there that's your energy yeah yeah you know what i love that i love <laughs> that that I, I was sharing that and and at the time i didn't know that i was a big deal at all um you know i just go to work every day and do my thing and be excited about this and that and in the meantime you know we went from 35 millimeter to vhs and stores had the little back room now. You didn't have to go to a movie theater. They had that back room. You could rent your DVDs, or not DVDs, your VHS films. And it was almost as though my timing was so perfect. When you bought a VCR, it came with the Ginger Lynn movie. They just <laughs> hand in hand. Hand yeah. in hand. And That's I, awesome. you know, now that you mention it, I, people have asked me so many times, why were you so popular? 
I don't fucking know. I don't have a golden pussy. I have all the same shit. Everybody else does. Now you know. know. Now but you know. Yeah. You say it when you present it that way. I think you might be right. Mm-hmm. I think you might be Especially, right. Especially, I mean, if you still have fans from your movies, mm-hmm. and I mean, they've been your fans since almost the 80s or 90s, they're obviously in some way, you've imprinted on them in some way. You've created a passion that they didn't know they had. And not only with my fans from back then, I can't tell you how many father-sons that I meet at conventions. (laughs) The dad has turned their son on to porn. And 80s porn is way different than porn today. Yeah. If I were someone that was turning 18 and started watching porn, I would. (laughs) You have to punch her in the back of the head. Why? No, no, no. (laughs) I'm... No, every girl does not want to pull a train. No, we don't all want to be choked. It, you know, yep. it's so oh. intense and it's gone so far above. I don't know what normal is, but <laughs> it's okay. I had, I did a radio show for Playboy for years and we had a guest on that did two things. She came in and she brought a container with sperm she brought a hot plate and she brought a frying pan and she made spermlets she would pour <laughs> the sperm and there were like these little round three little egg looking things and they were her it was disgusting it was foul it smelled it was nasty it was gross now i'm and this was part of what her deal was and i'm thinking wow i'm so normal i you know i thought i was out there but no then she takes it one step further. I swear on my father's grave. This is she put ketchup on it? No. She took um, an anal spectrum or speculum. Uh, it, it's a thing you put in your ass. Like in your, when you go to the gynecologist, they have that thing that opens your pussy up. Yeah. There's one for your butt. Yeah. You slide in, opens your butt up. So she's on her hands and knees, her butt up in the air, she inserts this device, pulls a bag out of her purse. It's a clear plastic bag with three goldfish in it. Swimming around. <laughs> They're alive. She you guys have to watch this episode. It's swear to God, swear on my father's grave, she dumped those three fish into her asshole. And she's sitting there giggling and moving and jumping around. I'm trying not to vomit. I'm thinking these poor fish. No, no. What do you, I mean, I eat fish, but I don't put them in my butt. And my point here <laughs> is that porn today is so different than it was back the then. Extreme. The innocence is gone. And I yeah. love it when I meet a fan from the 80s who has turned his son onto my films. And they, they see passion. They see romance. They see... The build up, the lead up, the things that get you going before you fuck. They see real sex. Real sex. I'm sorry. I'm very open minded. I don't get the goldfish in the butt, and they died. <laughs> she pooped them out when she was done. It was horrible. What is happening? First off, thank <laughs> you for that story. <laughs> thank you for that story. Like that's before I even ask, what is the weirdest thing <laughs> I've ever seen? You come with it, like. <laughs> You're the first one, Ginger. You're the first one. She's like, I got it. That story. That is absolutely wild and disgusting. 
<laughs> oh, it really was. It really was. Cool. And then she wrote a book. I won't say who it was. She wrote a book and it was really interesting. And she was just. Did she put that in the book? Oh, yeah. OK, oh, yeah. then I can Google it. <laughs> um, she was into everything. And oh my God. it was all for her interesting and a turn on. And, you know, she liked to feel the fish swarming in their ass. And I'm just going, OK, I don't get it. I'm sorry. I don't want you to put. You know, they make toys that move, girl. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? That's the worst way to die. Thank you. Maybe I shouldn't pass judgment. I shouldn't shouldn't say disgusting. It it would not be my thing, but, you know, if it it made her happy, you know, I guess fine. That's what I'm saying. I I don't get so many things that are done today. And, and, you know, I'll watch them. I'll look. I ain't trying to to cut off Miss... Miss Little Sextitude over there. She loves her sex talk. We got well, to talk about these horror films. We got 20 minutes left. Oh, Let's I'm start. sorry. Am I talking too much? Not no, you. absolutely Dicey. not. <laughs> oh, Dicey is. <laughs> I got I to bring her in. She will sex talk all night. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to admit, that is a story for the ages. That you know? was a damn good story. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that's something else. Okay. I'll give you a little clue to who the girl was. The name Blue is in her name. Who? The name Blue is part of her name. Okay. 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 And it's um, not You know what? What I will say, and then I, I I'll stop because Chantel is gonna she's gonna get me for talking. But um, with the I just made a note. Um, I will say that the the most normal part of the of porn right now is like the amateurs. You know, so it's not they're not real industry people, but they they put their cams up and they they're the whole amateur section will give you the real. I like the real couples and under amateur. And that's that's where you can go back to just just sex. The real just, that's why I love OnlyFans yeah. so much, because yes, it yes, is real sex. And if you, yeah. I am on OnlyFans, if you want to find me there, it's oh, OnlyFans dot yeah. com slash blame it on ginger. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, all um, right, yeah, all I, right, Chantel. All right, Chantel, come on, girl, bring it on. Let's, all let's right, talk Chantel. about the new movie. I, I mean, obviously, everybody knows you from working with Rob Zombie and um, being in all these really, um, I mean, they started out B, but they became very popular horror movies. And I love you guys. Miss Ginger has a million things out there. You can listen to all that information on their stuff. We want to talk about her new role in Pig Killer. You want to tell us a little bit about this? Oh, yes. Yes. I got the script for Pig Killer. And Pig Killer is based on a true story about uh, a man, uh, Robert Pinkton. Is, they called him Willie. And up in Canada. Up in Canada in Vancouver. He admits to raping and murdering 49 women he was charged with five or six counts he just celebrated his 20 years in prison and he was abused as a child he grew up on a pig farm uh his parents owned there was incest involved there's cruelty there's just humiliation and degradation and horrible horrible things that this this man went through before he turned to violence and I play his mother. Oh, I, play, I play Louise. 
I'm already I, looking forward to this one. I it's, read an article about it. Yeah, a press release maybe. It, it it's brutal. It took me three weeks to accept the role. I, I kept thinking, oh, people aren't gonna like me anymore. I can't do that role. And then it clicked. Wait a minute. This is fucking brilliant. This you can do things like. One of my favorite parts of acting is like, it's like when you were a little kid and you put on plays and you pretend and dress up and be the princess or whatever. I get to dress up and pretend and do and say things I would never do. Mm -hmm. And this is the foulest, most disgusting, heinous person, woman that I've ever had the pleasure of portraying. She was horrible. And I finally went, you know, this is going to be, I, I'm going to just take this on and take it all the way. And I did. And it was, it was really hard on me. It it took me, I, I, I got into the character. I started a couple weeks before filming, started turning into this, this woman. I based her loosely or closely, however you want to think of it, on my mother. You know, my mother was fucked up royally. And so that was the angle that was the direction that i took with with louise and my performance is one of the favorites that i've ever done i've actually watched the movie and because it was so talked about and being on the set and seeing what happened i'm like i gotta see this and i'm i'm proud of the work that i did it was really emotionally draining it was very difficult and I had to find little things on the set to keep me okay. And one of the things I found was Spunky. Spunky is an 800 pound pig. She's white, big giant ears. And every morning when I would get there for breakfast, we, whatever breakfast was, I would take mine out and go, Spunky, and we would share my breakfast. Mm -hmm. And she was so cute. She would, I would pat the inside of her ears and she would get down on her elbows with her butt up in the air. I'd pet her butt then she'd roll over like a dog she was my my little saving okay whenever i felt uncomfortable playing such a, a despicable person i would go hang out with spunky that's good that that sounds like self-care you're you're yeah. practicing self-care while you're doing it yeah absolutely i mean I've been, we've been doing a lot of the film festivals uh one of the more recent ones uh i was nominated for Best Supporting Actress in four genres. Horror, uh, I can't remember all the, the, the four different genres, but I was nominated for four different categories. Congratulations. Um, nice. The reviews, I just read one yesterday, and, and they said they were talking about how intense and disgusting and real and gross it is. Um, and they said, and the one thing that we wanted more of was Ginger Lynn. So oh. I nailed it. I nailed it. It's It's harsh. It yeah. was, uh, so it took a bite you know, out of me. It really do, did. It do you really think it's did. because it was based on an actual real story versus like a Ram Zabi come out of his head story? Yes, absolutely. Because definitely his stuff is pretty, like, oh, ah, I love Ram. But it's He's just, so off the wall, but yeah. he makes it all up. This yeah. is a real woman that I was portraying. Is she still and, alive, do you know? No, she's dead. She's she's dead. Um, so Pig Killer is is a film that I'm really proud of. It's not for the faint of heart. It's it's a horror film on steroids. Mm. It's intense. It's filthy. It's fucked up. Uh, 
Everybody's going to love it that's listening to our show. Yeah, there's no funny <laughs> in it. No, this is like yeah. the real deal. So I've got Pit Killer coming out as well as um, I just finished a film called Dr. Death Face. And I don't want to give anything away. I will say that Tom Devlin did the special effects makeup. Oh, God, I can't tell you. You'll know what's going to happen. <laughs> Dr. Death Face oh, is... And we were quiet, too. Like, what's I, I know, I know. I'm like, can I tell that? No, I'll ruin it for you. You've got to watch Dr. Death Face, the special effects, and the way that... Oh, I can't even say that without giving it away. Watch Dr. Death Face. We're going to watch it. Yeah, we'll watch and it for sure. It, it, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. And I... Okay. Okay, so I will tell you all the stuff that leads up to it, but I do die in the movie. Okay. And I die, I am eaten by a giant vagina. (laughs) I'm sure you had that dream in your past. Right? They made took a whole queen size bed, cut out the center, made a prosthetic vagina. They call it the bedgina. And that's where I go at, at the end. I, I get eaten by a giant vagina. <laughs> I, you know, I like this term, though, because in the morning when I wake up, I feel like a bedgina. <laughs> and I've got another film called Nameless coming out that oh, I shot. you were busy. I've got six films coming out. I've got oh, okay. all this year that were directed by Jeremy Spicer, Spencer Spicer. He was the drummer for Five Finger Death Punch. Five Finger Death Punch. Five Finger Death Punch. Mm -hmm. He directed me in two films for Showtime, which aren't out yet. Those are called Lady Killer TV. And then I've got something a little different. Um, The director of this film, it's called, uh, what is it called? I'll, I'll remember it in a second. Anyway, she came to me about five years ago, and she was a student at NYU and said, would you please be in my film? I'm like, I wish you all the best. Don't do student films. She said, just read the script. And I read it. And let me show you what came of it. I'm all like. The film is called Dirty Blonde. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. I won... Best Supporting Actress. Congrats. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I've got trophies from, you know, Best Actress in Adult Movies. I have nine of those. Mm -hmm. This was my very first in mainstream. Yeah. And so she did a movie. uh, Rodeo Queens is the working title. And she followed three rodeo queens around for a year. Two of them, everything was fine and they told their stories. One of the women that was the most likely to win the Rodeo Queen that year, which is last year, got Ebola. Or Ebola? Is it Ebola? Ebola. Ebola. Mm -hmm. And she's 21 years old, and she was in the hospital for months. Mm -hmm. She made it through, and she lived, but it happened during the filming of the movie. And so they didn't quite know what to do with her character. They didn't want to just have it end there. So they brought me in to play her 30 years later. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of a... That's cool. It was it was really, really fun to do. 
So I've got that's six films that I have coming out. I've got three coming up this year uh, that I'm booked on so far. I I'm so happy. I'm so congratulations. <laughs> I love yeah. what I do and I get to do it. Yeah. I get when, to do it. When is the peculiar due? Um, is it like the summer or is it uh, September still? Supposed to be late spring, early summer. Okay. Yes. Very cool. And, we'll and definitely the, be rooting for you. Jake Busey plays the leading role. Lou Temple yeah. is in it. Uh, Bai Ling, too. Bai we Ling met her. Yeah. Yeah, we met she's her. She's a character. I, yeah. I, I could just sit and watch her. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. She dances really well, too. You just watch her. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> she was at the first big Houston Horror Film Fest mm-hmm. right after the COVID panic mm-hmm. and she was just dancing and prancing and having a blast and really she has a lot of great energy oh yeah. she's amazing I, she's I, the life of the party for sure absolutely absolutely what else do you do, do you want to um here do you have any more questions i was asking her what ginger what else do you do for self-care like when you're on set or just in general um i meditate mm-hmm. i've got my little Apple watch that tells me when to take a moment to breathe, tells me to get up and walk, tells me, you know, and I, I, as silly as it sounds, I kind of listen to it Mm -hmm. and I'll take those deep breaths. When I get too uncomfortable or too out of sorts, um, I will go into a deep meditation. You know, Mm -hmm. I close my eyes and it's almost as though I can see from behind my eyes Mm-hmm. It, it's a really strange weird thing but it's this little place that I go to and there's nothing there I'm not thinking about anything there's mm-hmm. no there's there's usually colors um and sound but I it just calms me it calms me um I do Pilates I do yoga mm-hmm. um I, I I live at the base of a mountain in Las Vegas called Black Mountain mm-hmm. and it's beautiful and big and wonderful and there's crystals all over and things to see beautiful. and touch and smell and wild tor- or, uh, tortoises desert tortoises and jackrabbits and so I take my dog up there and we just play we mm-hmm. do, I let him off leash he runs and he wouldn't he sees an, another animal who wants to be its best friend mm-hmm. you know like I, I brought him home uh, somebody one of my fans gave me this beautiful stuff big because of pig killer <laughs> and I opened up my suitcase and I wasn't thinking and my my dog Rocky comes walking out with this giant pig in his mouth <laughs> and he's just it's his baby now he doesn't tear it up it's his little baby and so I it I, is I, now <laughs> it, it yeah so my dog is a huge sense of comfort for me and then yeah. the best thing that I do I I surround myself with people that I really love and care and enjoy their company. And my boyfriend and I have been together. It'll be 14 years, June 25th. Mm -hmm. Um, Prior to him, I I always fucked around. I always fucked around. (laughs) I love sex. I love people. Men, women, I don't care. You know, if I like you, I want to fuck you. (laughs) I know. I really do. But what I did was what I fell in love with my man now is I couldn't give him my virginity. That's been gone a long, long, long time ago. But I have not been with another man in 13 and a half years. 
And I have this person, this wonderful man who respects me, understands me, laughs with me, jokes with me, takes care of me, loves me. And every day I'm I'm happy when I wake up and he's there. You know, I I kiss him every night before we go to bed. So surrounding myself with with good people is probably the best thing that I do for myself. Uh, Chrissy Canyon, another big 80s film star. Mm -hmm. We've been friends, and I'm going to age myself here. Uh, It'll be 40 years next year. Mm -hmm. 40 years next year. And we're best friends. We're best friends. I spend... A third of my year in Los Angeles with her and my son and my friends and family there. You know, I fly back every month or two and spend mm-hmm. a week or two there. So I think just for me personally, people, people and dog, my dog and uh, not letting people in that are drama or bullshit or liars or this. I don't have time for that. I yeah. really don't. And I've been blessed with so many great friends. Yeah, I figure that's and a, a question you don't detector. get very often when you have interviews. So, we'll you know what? Do something a little different. I, no, I'll just wait. My son's calling me, but I'll call him back when we're done. Um, I have a 26 year old son who's my pride and joy. That's wonderful. I will tell you when you were talking about your meditation. Um, I'm I'm Native American and and Hispanic, um, which is all the same, but um. It sounds to me like what you do when you look for your spirit animal. Have you ever looked into that? No, I haven't. You should. And I have done that myself. And there's a certain thing that you do, certain, um, you know, mindset that you have. And you have some crystals and some stones around you when you do it. And you can actually go to this place and you will find your spirit animal there. Oh, I'm Definitely going to look into that. If I ever come to Vegas, I'll I'll help you do it. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. I would thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, what's funny is I was raised, my mother told us that she was half Cherokee Indian. So on my mother's side, I thought I was Indian, American Indian. And then my father's side, German and Irish. I got a, a 23andMe ancestor kit for Christmas last year. I'm 52% 52% Sicilian. <laughs> I know, no American you know, Indian. You know, I see structure. 52% <laughs> Sicilian. I'm Italian. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, that's and awesome, that's kind though. of Italian. I'm Sicilian. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. But I will definitely, I want to talk to you more, Chantal, about this finding my spirit animal. I'm, I'm way into those things. Well, I'll see you. I'll see you in a week and a half at the uh, Houston Horror Film Fest. All right, bring magic mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger, I won't be there. Well, I do love Kansas fungus, City. Oh. Yeah, I will miss you this go round. But I, I am gonna. I will make up for you. We will do things just for you. Yeah. Yeah, we will surprise yeah. you. Yeah, Chantal, you're in. I know. You. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a lot of footage, and yeah, and and then uh, I can't wait to see what y'all come up with. I know y'all are gonna have a blast, but maybe when I go, if I go to Vegas later on, I can, you know, college you there. Hopefully. Well, and I, I honestly extend the invitation. Both of you are more than welcome <laughs> to stay with me. I have two guest rooms, as long as you're okay with a big dog. 
Um, oh, we're dog moms. Yeah, yeah we're both dogs. Perfect. Dog yeah. perfect. And I'll feed you like a grandmother would. You know, I feed <laughs> everybody all the time. <laughs> One thing I do, we were just talking about crystals and things, Chantel. I do want to just throw in about my, my art site, gingerlightart.com. Yes. I was going to tell you. I was about to ask you about your jewelry. And, and a couple hundred pieces of jewelry up. And all of my jewelry is Beautiful. made with semi-precious stones, squashy crystals, uh, sterling silver, and they're statement pieces, all guys. They're beautiful. Pieces. My pieces are very special. Mm -hmm. Very special. So gingerlandart.com and you can see my painting and I my love your paintings too, by the way. I do very abstracty. I don't know if you can see this here. This is one of my bone and fungus pieces. I actually made. Oh my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I told you, that's I'm really into cool. the fungus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I mean, I, I thought your art was amazing. And for you horror fans, she has a, a Captain Spaulding uh, painting that you can actually. I noticed some of your paintings are numbered. Is that because you've sold that many copies of those? Yes, I started okay. with each, so they're numbered. Uh, that's how many paintings I've actually produced. So I'm at like 168 or something right now. Mm. Um, but what I've begun doing is uh, because I have even ones that have sold up on the site, um, I do what I call commission pieces now. So if you find a piece that you like that I've done before, I will do my very best to recreate it as best as I can. Mm. Awesome. Yes, for all the fans watching and listening, you've got to check out gingerlynnellen.com. Gingerlynnart.com. Art, sorry, art. Gingerlynnart.com. Which, which one do you which one do you sell more of, uh, the jewelry or the paintings? I just started my jewelry line about six months ago, mm -hmm. and I've sold nearly 100 pieces already. Wow, that's great. Um, so my jewelry is doing really well, but mm. at the same time, I have jewelry is more affordable. My paintings are priced by how much work I put into them and the okay. products I use. A lot of what I do is um, I like texture. Mm -hmm. And so when I climb the mountain behind my house, I gather crystals. There's clear quartz crystals everywhere. Oh, so and amazing. then I grind them and I put them in my paints. Mm -hmm. nice. So there's actually crystals in a lot of my paints. Oh, and wow. Yeah, yeah. And people don't it's know, such but a, I know. Well, and it's such so an I, important thing right now. for It helps you stay cleansed and centered. Yeah, this is red jasper. It is, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's red sapphire? Red jasper. Jasmine. Jasper. Jasper, sorry. Yeah, red jasper. Yeah. yeah, red jasper. Jasmine. Um, no, I love that piece. I Thank love you. that piece. It, it it does help me. <laughs> I've noticed a big difference than wearing it. Yeah. It's fun and, for me because I've got my jewelry all over the place. I've got two doors that I've just put hooks on. So two doors to two rooms are covered in jewelry. You have and whatever crystals I, too? They're all crystals, yes. Oh, okay. And I, I yeah, they're all semi-precious stones and crystals. Beautiful stuff. And nice. I'll, I'll wake up and I'll get dressed and I go to my jewelry and I have something to match everything. <laughs> right, yeah. That's always good. Yeah. I, I bought these at a little market, and what I thought was cool about them, I mean, they're just little, you know, coffin. I know, see that. Those are great. The, I the just flowers, bought <laughs> The flowers are actually from the funeral home. 
No. <laughs> Chantel is very creative yeah. with jewelry. Yeah. Well, this I didn't make, but I love them. I love them. Those I think they're similar, but not like that. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Reminds me, I have one of her skulls. She painted me a skull. It, it, I think it's over here. I got to put it on the wall, but I have it with my posters that I got to hang on this area. But yeah, she's very creative. She's very good with art. You know, you mentioned before about being creative and how you, you do multiple things like you're an actor and also, you know, painting and jewelry and stuff like that. I find that to be, we're an artist. When you're an artist, that art transfers to so many different areas. Yeah. Really um, does. It yes. really does. I can sketch. I can uh, do hair. You know that that creative energy just is constantly coming out in all kinds of different ways. Is there anything else that that's in there? Well, uh, you used to sing and dance, right? Do you still do any of that? <laughs> well, I, I what I wanted to be growing up was a rock and roll star. I wanted to be Heart. Me and my girlfriend were going to be the band Heart. And I took guitar lessons. I, I grew up in Rockford, Illinois. And Cheap Trick is from Rockford. I used to babysit Robin Zander's little sister. Um, I took guitar lessons from Rick's father, uh, Rick Nielsen, at Nielsen's Guitar. And I was 13 years old. And the first song that I learned was Mr. Tambourine Man. And I was all excited. And I'm going to sing this song. And I get my whole family um, and they're in the front yard, and we had, I'll call it a stoop. It's a cement thing with three steps and no rails. So it's kind of, so I sat on the stoop with all my family in the front yard. There are probably 10 people. And I'm playing guitar, and I'm singing my heart out. And I get done, and it's creaky. <laughs> and then my dad, who was my favorite person ever, goes, you sound like a cat scratching his ass on a naily board. <laughs> And so I kind of, I took singing lessons for years. I can't, I've, I'm tone deaf. I have no rhythm. I can't carry a tune. Mm -hmm. I can't dance to save my life. I was a stripper or a feature dancer for 14 years. I can't dance. I can't <laughs> It was what I really, that was what I wanted to be so badly. Mm -hmm. And my, my, my path took a different, different direction. Mm -hmm. Well, you were destined to be a star either way. That's right. You know, I always wanted to get out of my hometown, and I always wanted to be a star. Mm -hmm. I really did. I always wanted wanted people to see me, to accept me, and to enjoy the way that I enjoy. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we love that you're in the horror genre now. I mean, you're yes. bringing some great energy. The fans loved you when we saw you back in August. I know they're just going to be beside themselves. I put a little comment up in our private Facebook group today, and everybody was like, oh, my God, they're so excited you're coming back. And mm -hmm. they're really, yeah. You're thank such a beautiful you so soul. Much. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time. You know what? Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I really appreciate you taking the time and having me on your show. I hope that. That have made you smile and some other people. Oh, you have. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Please tell everybody if there's anything else that they, any other way they can find you, any other thing you want to tell them to, to follow right. you. We've got gingerlinart.com. We've got onlyfans.com slash blame it on ginger. We have 
patreon.com slash who let the girls out. That's my podcast with Chrissy Canyon. Um, gingerlin.com. And what's the other Instagram? I'm blaming it on ginger as well. All right, guys. So you better get busy following this wonderful lady and make sure you come and see her on February 11th at the Raven Tower here in Houston with the Houston Horror Film Festival. It is going to be too much fun. And bring some money and, you know, show the love and support, you know, be be nice and all that. But come support her with your dollars. That's right. She's coming all the way here. Make it where show your love monetarily. Bless her. Bless her. <laughs> and she work. has some great headshots. She has some pics from her her past d- days as well. There's some racy stuff. There's some great horror pics. I saw her table at the the last event. It was fantastic. So you guys are not going to be disappointed. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Until next time. Wish you both everything. Thank all you. The happiness, joy, love freedom, everything that you want. I, I, I wish it for for both of you. You're wonderful. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. We'll see you in February. Bye-bye.